Welcome to Ritual of Practice Podcast. I am your host, Angela Houghton. The intention of this podcast is to inspire your practice. I thought it would be fun to offer stories of how different people integrate practice in their lives. I am so appreciative of the humans that share their experience on this podcast and to you, listener, for joining us. May you show up for what lights you up. Hi there. Today on the podcast, I am sitting down and talking with my friend, Deanna King. What sparked this conversation with Deanna is that she just wrote a book called Bringing Ceremony Home, and it's a how-to guide on how to practice and create ceremony. Uh, And what this, of course, spoke to me because I think of ceremony as a ritual, and that ritual can be to heal or to call in your deepest desire. And Deanna in this book really provides all the guidance to do just that and, and more. So what was really cool about our conversation is, well, you know, she, she spoke a little bit about the book and what to expect. Uh, but what I loved is that she also spoke to making it your own. And the other piece that really spoke to me was how after you know, you practice something for a while, it's, you don't have to practice as hard (laughs) or in as much detail. She was talking about how, um, you know, she can just use visualization really to have a ceremony and um, just, you know, she's at this point embodied the practice. Um, I was surprised by how spiritual our conversation got um, in this episode. And that's something that, you know, I really welcome and embrace. And anytime, you know, I'm talking about spirituality with a friend, I notice that uh, it brings up even more questions. So uh, I hope you'll enjoy this conversation. I feel like you will. There's there's some really good nuggets about connecting to yourself in, in a different way through ceremonies. So enjoy. So in interviewing you today, Deanna, I I was reflecting back on the first time that I met you and it it's actually, um, I don't know if you'll remember this, but it's a powerful memory for me. And it's when Lisa Carter had a, I think it was a full moon ritual at her house. And you shared the the things that you shared that night. I just started to open my eyes, <laughs> like open my being to whoa, what is this? You know, I I wanted, it made me hungry for more. And so, you know, I'm super excited to be here with you today talking about ceremony. Is that what your intention (laughs) is that we'll talk about today is ceremony? Or is that would be, that would be a great first place. I um, am so multifaceted. It's hard for me to pick one. So hopefully we can kind of stick with that topic. But I, um, I have a lot of rituals. And I love that story. I didn't remember you being there. But I remember saying a prayer for that particular event. um, And being really shocked that Lisa invited me to say the prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why, because I'm just kind of shy. I'm naturally kind of shy. And so um, I'm in the phase now where I'm having to come out into the world and spirit is saying, no, you really need to come out. And so I'm trying to listen to the call. So I'm here today. Yay, yes. I'm here on this podcast today. <laughs> yeah. And now it's already, I'm like, how 
did this even happen? It's funny. It's only been a matter of days, but it was something in a connection. I think you sent me a message, a private message. And then it just felt like, wow, it would fit really well to have Deanna on the podcast. Right. So I um, wrote a book last summer because I've been feeling um, for years and years that I, um, I'm gifted with speech. I'm gifted with words and not necessarily writing, but speaking as well. And um, I started studying astrology about five years ago. And oh, my God, it opened huge doors for me because I could finally understand myself. And what is my soul's path? What is my soul's purpose here? And where am I wasting my time? You know, like, where do I really need to be heading? And writing is a big piece of that. Being a teacher is a big piece of that. And I'm always excited about metaphysical topics. And so um, last year, I had a really huge um, life change where I broke up with a long-term partner. I ended my business, I ended my identity with the business. So I was suddenly thrown into this, how do I create a new identity for me? What is this new me that I want to be? What's the path that I've always not been on that I really should be, could be, want to be on? And um, so spirit always talks to me through the internet and uh, something came through my feed about a book writing course. So I signed up for it. It was a huge a huge step for me because it was expensive and I'm not good at spending money on myself. Um, So I took the leap, right? And I took the course and I picked this topic to write about because to me, it's an easy one. And some people would think, oh, that might not be an easy topic, but it is very easy for me. To me, it was like the very first easiest book. If I'm going to break trail with a book, this is the topic I could write without really struggling, right? Um, and my book is called Bringing Ceremony Home. I originally was going to call it Backyard Ceremony because that's where I like to do my ceremonies is in the backyard, dealing with nature and, and communing with spirit. But um, we do realize that a lot of people don't have backyards. And Angela does know me from where I used to live. The, the identity I used to have had a, an amazing medicine wheel on the property. And so ceremony was a big part of my life during that time. And I really um, kind of played with ceremony, used it. And so when I was broken up from this, this lifestyle, this image that I used to be, um, I used ceremony to heal myself. And so I would create ceremonies on my travels. Um, just little medicine wheels or sacred circles. And I would call in the four directions and I would, um, you know, pray for myself and my healing, but I'd also pray for releasing because there's so much illusion in our lives that we don't, um, even we have illusion about ourselves, right? We don't understand a lot of times what really is going on. So there was a lot of prayer, a lot of communing. Um, and my, passion with all the things that I share and teach is that I'm helping people in their own ascension process. So writing this book about ceremony is, you know, so much in that theme, it's going to help people to connect with spirit to have a different tool for manifesting in their life, whether they're manifesting to bring things in, or whether they're manifesting to let things go, because both are equally important. And you can also use ceremony to pray and assist others you know if you have someone in your life that's ill or is struggling with anything you can 
and or even making a life change like menopause or menarch, you know, you can uh, call in lots of blessings for those um, life transitions for people. And I just felt like I was excited. This was the book I wanted to write. And I had no idea it would really turn into what it is now, but it, it's very exciting. I'm sorry, well, I'm, go ahead. Well, I want, I want to admit first that I haven't read it yet. And um, I absolutely will because it speaks to me and I have questions. So um, one question that came to mind when you were speaking just now was um, if someone has to be present for you to do a ceremony in their honor. No, they don't. But um, it's probably a good idea to get their permission. Because we don't want to cross wills. We don't want to be, yeah. Uh, yeah, making karma where we weren't really accepted, you know. So <laughs> I always get permission. And if you can't get permission, some people are good at getting psychic uh, messages. Like if the person is in a coma, you can't get physical permission. But, you know, if you feel like you have access to that higher yes or no, uh, the higher self, you know, some people are very in tune that way and they get yeses and nos. Um, at that point, it's really a personal call, I guess, whether you got a yes or a no. Okay. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. And yeah. then I'm curious, what initially sparked your interest in ceremony? When did this all start? When did it begin? Well, um, since then, I've decided that the word ceremony can cover a lot of areas. But the book itself is targeted towards the sacred circle ceremony, okay. um, which which some people are familiar with. Um, medicine wheels are a sacred circle. Prayer circles are a sacred circle. Anytime that you create a circle, whether it's a physical circle on the on the ground or even on your desktop or you're drawing a circle, sacred geometry is a circle, you know, oftentimes. So. But I didn't get started with this particular format of working with um, a medicine wheel um, until I was in that relationship. So it's probably about 2015 that I really started um, playing with it. I've always been fascinated with Native American practices. Um, but knowing that I wasn't Native American, I always felt kind of separated, like, oh, I'd be stepping on toes to go and try to do this um, practice. And and I'm very honored um, that the Native Americans now are opening up their, their knowledge and sharing it more. Um, I think a lot of cultures are realizing they're heeding the call, like we all need to wake up, we all need to share these powerful ancestral tools Mm -hmm. And, um, and we all are, well, Americans mostly are starving for that spiritual connection. Because one thing that I realized, um, when I compare myself to say a native tribe is that I don't have a heritage. I don't know what tribe I'm from. I mean, sure, I can say, oh, I'm from England and Scotland, but I don't, I don't have any rituals from my ancestors, right? So, and that was partly why I think I've always been fascinated with the Native Americans is because even if they don't practice, they know exactly their lineage because it's in their it's in their story. Right. They know who their matriarchal lineage is. They know which tribes their father came from and their mother and which areas of the country. Um, and I just think that's pretty amazing because uh, I'm an energy worker and I I. Uh, I'm psychic and I, I feel and see a lot of energy. And so 
you know, when you know, and you speak the name of your tribe, you're calling that energy in. Um, anyway, it was just something I felt in me that was missing. And so to me, when I could use this, the medicine wheel that was on the property I lived on, um, whether I used it physically or whether I just did it in my mind, I was still contacting and, and forming relationships with uh, perhaps a lineage that I used to have in past lives, right? Yes. Not necessarily here in this life, but I remember some past lives. And so calling forth, um, you know, when you call to the spirits, when you're calling to the east and to the north and the south and the west, and you're calling in the animal totems, you, you feel the energy of all of those essences and those um, beings that want to come and support you. Um, I even know people now who are calling in angels and archangels into their medicine wheels. And, I mean, there's no um, limit to what how you can create. It's beautiful that way. Um, so I would say, sorry, long story, long answer is oh, that awesome. I started in 2015. <laughs> and then it's just continued to evolve. When you spoke, Deanna, of... Um... Yeah, just the ritual and the connection that you feel. I feel like I've been hungry for this spiritual connection since I was a little girl. I remember um, getting curious about the Catholic Church um, when I was in, I guess it would have been like, well, junior high, early high school, because all of my friends were going to church. And that was the church that everyone went to is the Catholic Church. But that aside, because that's going to, of course, <laughs> bring up things for, for a lot of people. But it was the rosary. I inherited my mm. my grandmother on my father's side. I inherited her rosary and I have it in this little box. And still, when I take it out and I hold it in my hands, there's an energy of that ritual. And so when I came to my yoga practice, I'm getting the goosebumps now because for me, it's all it's 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 so much bigger than any particular you know, religion or practice, it's about the connection to spirit and mm -hmm. something larger than ourselves. And so when I hold the mala beads, you know, it's, it's all, I'm like, oh, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same for me, it's the same energy. And, yeah. you know, I personally had some, um, some beefs with, you know, the Catholic church. And so I, I feel comfortable saying that on here. Um, I had, I had a lot of questions and some things that were uncomfortable for me um, in that particular religion. So I didn't continue it after, um, after exploring it off <laughs> the surface, but, um, but I have continued my spiritual journey and yeah, dipped my toes into the medicine wheel um, with, with someone else actually. And I would love to go through this. I was just, as I listened to you talk, I thought a wonderful, I mean, is this something you could guide on? I mean, in another episode where we could do a guided ceremony on the podcast or would that be what would that be like i'd have to kind of visualize that and see how it would go i will let you know that the book is a how-to book it's Ooh. absolutely a it's a guide it's okay. you don't need anybody to show you um and that's why i wrote it i want everybody to have the instruction manual right in their hands and and it's it's generalized it is absolutely not um it doesn't follow any particular native practice at all. It is generalized as to how I was using it, how, uh, and it's open to all kinds of creation, you know, and you, you let your creative side flare and, and just morph it to what works for you. But it gives you a basic foundation to start 
start with. This is how you create the medicine wheel. This is how you write it in invocation. This is how you call in the spirits. This is how you close it, you know. So it's got the basics. Okay. It's a how-to manual. Yeah. <laughs> so, so listeners, we, we're sorry. Zoom has a bit of a delay. And so we're both trying to give each other that space. But then with the technology, it, it yeah, it doesn't kind of honor that. So go ahead. And then I will, um, I will share with the listeners um, what I know they're all going to want to know. Yeah, they're going to want to know how do I get it. So yes. um, <laughs> I'll be putting it in the show notes. The the book, we're, we're actually uh, speaking today a few days before the book launches. It will be on Amazon on June 2nd. And um, it comes in Kindle version. It comes in a beautiful color paperback and then a very gorgeous color hardback. So there's lots of choices in prices. And, um, you know, I'm a touchy-feely. I love all the colors. And um, it's really designed very beautifully. Um, so that it can kind of be a showpiece. And, you know, when you're doing something sacred, it's nice to have something that just looks very divine in your hands. So anyway, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes and yes. that will all be there. I just wanted to share that I, um, I, you know, spirit directed me exactly how it did. And I just happen to be in this phase of my life right now where I'm coming out into the public, but I've been, um, kind of doing a ton of inner spiritual work my whole life. Like uh, my mother was an astrologer. I was raised LDS, but my mother left the church after she realized it was not true to her. Thank God, because uh, she really um, opened up my sense of curiosities in other spiritual practices by her being curious. You know, I just got it through osmosis. And so I've always been a seeker seeking knowledge, taking what works for me, and then leaving the rest. Um, and in about 1998, I started learning energy work, which really brought me back home to my, some of my own gifts. It opened up my spiritual and psychic um, faculties so that I could actually affirm what I was seeing and feeling and hearing and knowing. Um, because I, you know, the LDS faith had denied that ever existed. So I had to like pretend that didn't, <laughs> wasn't a thing for me, but it was always a thing. Um, and I would say that in 1998, that those practices that I learned, um, because I'm an empath really affirmed me as, um, a spiritual being and affirmed that I didn't, why I didn't feel, um, important or heard in in the previous religion that I was raised in so and that's I think a problem for a lot of religions because they're more about following the rules rather than following your intuition and what is you know and women are more intuitive we're not necessarily rule oriented um and the divine feminine wants to be really acknowledged right now anyway so it's really about birthing in all those um beautiful flowing energies that the feminine brings to the planet and ceremony is one because the circle is is a feminine symbol right so i'm just grateful that that this was my first book and there's going to be many many more <laughs> can sense that already 
Um, I do have a question that I think our listeners will want to know. Um, I know I want to know is how often are you practicing ceremony? So I'm at, so I'm imagining when you first started to get into it and there was this curiosity, what did that look like after you'd been doing it for a while? And then what does that look like today? So kind of the journey of how, how a daily or maybe, you know, I, I don't know the frequency with which you're practicing or what drives that. Um, just curious if you can paint that picture a little bit for both me and for the listeners. Sure, sure. Um, you know, my my practice with ceremony now is a lot less than it has been in the past. And part of the reason is, is because I don't have to physically go do the ceremony to still feel like I'm doing a ceremony. Um, it's embedded in my being. Right. So I can do it in my mind. I can um, I can stand in my office and call in the four directions. And it's all kind of already happening around me without the physical creation of the medicine wheel. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I started doing it and started falling in love with it, I was actually doing it with people. And we were doing it on a full moon or a new moon and maybe even an eclipse, depending on, you know, just like who, who was inspired to let let's get together and do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always one of those palpable uh, experiences. You know, you go to an event, you have no idea how it's going to turn out, but oh my God, when it's palpable and you get the goosebumps and you're like, oh, this is amazing. And you really connect with people. You know, those are, those are things you need to um, check mark off as important moments where spirit is really talking to you. This is one of those important moments, right? Pay attention to what you're doing right now and how this feels. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was uh, traveling for a year in my camper, I was doing a lot of ceremony because um, I was unimpeded. You know, there was nobody to tell me I couldn't or to stop me. And, it, it, you know, if I got an inspiration, I would just go outside I was in the camper and so I just go outside and build a little medicine wheel and do my prayers and you know I could leave it there or take it apart you know but nobody could I was self-directed and when that was actually a beautiful healing time for me um and part of the healing I got from doing those ceremonies was to learn how to be more self-directed um and to honor that self-direction rather than um when I finally did come back into public um, not being embarrassed when I wanted to say, no, I'm going to excuse myself and go do something. You know what I mean? Um, I don't Absolutely. know if I answered the question. <laughs> did. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we went on a journey with you of, of that and I can completely picture you doing it outside of your camper in remote places and mm-hmm. so can connect to having a regular practice and, the the discipline of that where eventually yeah you just become it and embody it at a level where you, you're not needing to dip in as maybe I mean you're still dipping in but it's a little bit different I can relate to that um, yeah. I was thinking about so if there was one thing that you were going to share with the listener that you know before they order the book you know if there's something small that they could do to connect to ceremony or spirit what would that be Hmm. Um, I really feel like sage or um, Palo Santo, maybe rose water, any agent that you use to clear your energy, maybe even frankincense, um, something that clears your energy 
it, it kind of and and I think that smoke oftentimes is pretty potent because it it awakens the ancestral part of us. You know, when we used to stand around the campfires and um, maybe we used to burn herbs. You know, ceremonially, there's just some kind of like body memory connection that happens. So I personally like sage and Palo Santo because you do get the smoke. It's awakening the senses with the smell. Um, you're physically lighting it. You've got fire element, you've got earth and plant, you know, so there's a few different elements involved. So it's sort of like there's these subtle energies involved, even though it's just this simple practice of lighting sage. And when you use your intention to clear your energy um, with that magical plant, right, your that in it in itself is calling in the energy of the plant and that's mm-hmm. spirit. So um, to me, that's a really simple tool. Um, and I've been places before where I haven't had uh, sage with me, but I've known I've needed to clear myself because we're, we're sponges. You know, we pick up energy everywhere we go. We pick up energy off our computer, or the neighborhood, you know, it's everywhere. Um, I just, in my mind, above my head, I create a great, big, beautiful rose that's about three feet across, like a really big, beautiful rose. And you can smell it and you can see it and you can feel the texture. And I command this rose to be uh, a sponge, a magnet, and collect up all the foreign energy or anything that's not me. And I bring it through my body and then I destroy it. And I, I just do that over and over again until I feel clear. And that's an energetic practice that I do. Did you say you destroy it? You destroy the rose after? I destroy the rose, yeah. All right. (laughs) I I was picturing, like, it's funny, like, where my mind was going with that. And then I was like, destroy. You destroy the rose. Like, do you burn it in your mind or do you tear it up? I used, you you can do that. Um, I used to explode them like fireworks. But then I um, learned that then the energy is just going back into the, ethers right and it can be absorbed by anyone else so um since then now i use the violet flame and so i build a little fire next to me like a campfire and it, and i intend that it's violet flame and i put it in there because the violet flame has an energy to transform it back into pure love pure mm-hmm. source energy yeah so to me yeah to me that's a safer place so that nobody else is getting bad juju off what i discarded you know i love that thank you Tia. yeah yeah Yeah. you're welcome (laughs) oh this has been so fun i have one more question and then um yeah i i like to keep these you know about you know 20 to 30 minutes so that folks can that it feels accessible for folks to to listen um the last question is just, and you know, you can maybe just give us a hint. I don't know if you know already what your next thing you'll be working on is. Cause now that, yeah, I'm so excited to get this book. Um, what, what's your next project? So I had no, no idea that writing a book was also involved marketing <laughs> and <laughs> podcasts and um and I have to be present on social media so I'm going to be busy for like the next 6 months um promoting this book 
And in the meantime, I am hoping to, because I love making video and I like making audios like guided visualizations. I really, really enjoy that. Um, So I'm going to be growing my YouTube channel. And part of my uh, goal is eventually that will be way, it'll be way more than the book because um, I mean, how much can you talk about ceremony? I don't know. I haven't even explored how much you can talk about ceremony. Um, You're about but to. I, I'm about to. Yeah. So, um, and I'm probably going to be invited to teach some ceremony. And so mm-hmm. I imagine I'm going to be busy, but that's my, my outside goal. My future goal is to um, be really becoming more of a presence on YouTube with, with guided visualizations and with, um, I also do astrology. So I'm going to talk a little bit about astrology and, um, I specialize in North node, South node astrologies, which is the soul's path and the soul's previous history. So I like to give people a snippet on like, what have you already mastered and where are you going, you know, and, and why we might stay in a comfort zone because that's something we already did. Like, it's really easy mm-hmm. to stay where we've already been, but it's hard to go towards that scary place that we don't know anything about. Um, so I, li- I would like to um, become more of a guide for people on their journey through ascension, on their spiritual path, on their conscious path. Um, that's where I'm really motivated to support people. That brings a couple of things to mind. Uh, the first, I just want to help our listeners. Some people might not know this language. I know what you're talking about when you say ascension, but I, I feel there may be some listeners um, and yeah, just they haven't been exposed to it yet. So would you mind speaking to that a little, in a little more detail? Sure. To me, ascension means you're, um, oh, you've reached this level of awakeness, consciousness that you know that a, a lot of what we do is living a lie. Um, it's not necessarily authentic or that there's more to it than everybody's pretending that this is what it is. Um, so ascension is when you realize there's more and you're on a path to understand, to know, to seek, to play with that energy, to um, expand it. And not only expand how you live your life on the planet, but expand yourself as a spiritual being living in a human body. Um, am I really doing all that I came here to do as a spirit being? Or am I just letting myself be numbed by the TV and the news and um, fast food. You know, there's, there's just, and I'm not trying to judge. I'm just trying to say that there's a vibration to everything. And fast food has a vibration and an organic fresh peach has a vibration and your body knows the difference. So um, tapping into those subtle energies and just always aiming towards the higher vibration would be ascension. That would be to me ascension. <laughs> oh, beautifully said. And I, I, I believe that's going to be really helpful for folks who had, haven't heard that word before or considered this. Um, oh, Deanna, I, you know, it's funny how, when, well, this will make complete sense to you. Just when you're like, if something's just such a big yes, <laughs> like, I feel like I need to have Deanna on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And I was like, all right, let's go. Uh, it just, yeah, it felt so natural and, um, and easy like, like that. Yeah. Like this makes sense. Uh, one thing that came to mind when I was listening to you also is 
when you're ready or when it makes sense and rises up for us, it could be really fun to have you back on the podcast to lead a visualization. And then of course we could, you know, help people find your YouTube channel to learn more at that time. So I would really, yeah, be delighted to, to be part of that and to be part of sharing that. Yeah, that would be wonderful. That would be so wonderful. Nice. Well, thank you again so much. Is there any last <laughs> things that you want to share before we say goodbye today? Um, the only thing I want to share is I wanted to help. I didn't really answer how often do people need to do ceremony. There's no need. It's always inspired. When are you inspired to do ceremony? Um, I like to choose to do it on the new or full moon um, because there's so much assistance coming onto the planet during those times to really give your intention momentum mm -hmm. it's like um it's like adding rocket fuel to your vacation your driving trip you know so um we all need a little bit more help where we can get it and those are the higher powered energy times eclipses are even higher so if you do it around an eclipse time um but I have found that when you're really deeply emotionally moved, like whether you're sad or exhilarated, the deep, deep emotional um, component adds to the ceremony. There's something about that heart space. And so when you really can be in your heart and you're not in your mind, and when we're in our emotions, we're oftentimes really in our heart. You know, sometimes our heart is broken and sometimes our heart is really open because it's overjoyed. So just knowing that if you are an emotional person or you're going through an emotional time, um, ceremony is extremely potent for you personally during those times. And that might be the best time anyway to be connecting with spirit and feeling like you have support. I'm really glad you added that on because that was helpful for me personally. So I, I trust that that's going to be helpful for some listeners as well. <laughs> Perfect. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you again, Deanna. This was such a joy. And it's really, I i mean, the listeners, of course, won't see your face, but I, I got the, the <laughs> gift of seeing your face today and it, it's been a treat. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's a uh, pleasure being here. Yes. And I'll hopefully talk to you again soon. All right. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Ritual of Practice podcast. You can find the show home at ritualofpractice.com. Follow us on your favorite listening platform to receive weekly inspiration for your practices. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you love. Until next time, keep practicing.